own car, your own place, your own money. I need to come over here and sit by you, Anthony. I'm just, amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. This is good. One, one, One of our children decided they wanted to go do whatever they wanted to do. And you love your child. How many love your children? You notice Carrie and Jim didn't raise their hand. <laughs> Rich kind of looked at Carrie like. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look, Carrie's like, I'm the favorite. I know. <laughs> but, the, but they got out and wanted, and wanted to do things. I had this happen to me twice. They, they wanted to go. I had, I had one. That was, that was going to school, and they wanted to, on, on my dime, and they wanted to live however they wanted to live. And you say, what would you do? I, it, it was the end of their sophomore year. And I said, I'm not re-upping for the next two years. Well, why not? I said, because I'm not going to finance that lifestyle. Amen. If you want to go to school and be busy and not run and party and do a bunch of stuff, I'll finance it. I'm not financing that. Right. Come on. It, it, and people said, did it cause a rift? It caused a bump in the road. For a time. And, 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 and the other one, they wanted to go do whatever they wanted. And, and when they needed money, they wanted to call me. You say, what'd you do? Well, I was talking to them on the phone, and my wife knew they were asking me for money. She said, give me that phone. <laughs> and, and here's advice. When your wife says, give me that phone, give it. Just give it. Just You'll pull back a nub. Hallelujah. And I heard, you know, when, when wife says, give me the phone, you just walk out of the room. You know. That's smart. Go find something to do. And, and I heard, I heard, we are not taking any more of our holy money that we've dedicated to God through the tithe and giving it to you anymore. We're, you're not going to take the money that God gave us and go spend it on sin. Well, what they do? They hung up. They got mad. They got mad. I fear God too much. I told her one time, I said, I got plenty of money. And you got access to it when you live right. I wouldn't let them starve to death. (laughs) You understand why I'm saying this? I got to teach my child to fear God. Amen. Amen. I, I, I walk Liliana around our house a lot and I say, look, everything here, God gave it to us. We'll be out in the backyard playing. And I'll say, Lily, stop and look at our house. And she'll go, oh, yeah, I like our house. God gave us that house. Amen. Amen. God gave us that house. I'll go in her room. And, you know, and you, know you, you go in her room and it looks like uh, Toys R Us. You've been there. Hallelujah. And, 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 she'll, and, she, and she'll say things like, I'm blessed, Daddy. And I say, yes, you are. God has blessed you, but God did that. And I'm teaching her right now, there are benefits to serving God. God did that. When you honor God and you fear God, God will bless you. 
Am I helping anybody with this? Amen. See, my influence is lost when I walk out of the fear of God. Preachers don't understand that whenever they're in the headlines for some moral failure, the detriment, the damage that it does to the body of Christ. Because at that point, the men that are, are put in a position to lead, to guide, to help that flock grow, that five-fold ministry gift that's there for the perfecting of the saints so that they can do the work of the ministry, so that they will no longer be children tossed to and fro. Every time that man or woman steps out of the bounds and gets over into immorality, they do irreparable harm to the cause of the kingdom. And we have to see it that way. We have to see it that way. Amen. Oh, glory. Look, look at Proverbs 16, 6, and we'll try to be done. Hallelujah. Should you come back tonight, we'll preach on a little more streamlined subject. But this is just the first of a ser- part of the series, so. This, this is important. Might, might as well get all the gravel out of the way first. I mean, think about that. You know, you know the thing that always attracted me to my pastor was his integrity. The lifestyle that he lived. Amen. You know, you, know, you know, I have people make fun of me. I had a young lady that was having a problem in her life at the Little Rock location, and, and uh, her dad had called, had talked to me. Her dad's a youth pastor. Some of y'all know Pastor Larry. And, and, and he said, you know, she's having, need to make these decisions. She'd like to talk to you. And I said, okay. And so, like, the day of the meeting, uh, they called and said, well, uh, she called and said, well, my dad can't come with me, so I'm headed over there now. I said, no, 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 don't, don't come to the church. And she said, well, why not? And I said, I don't meet with women alone. People say, well, Pastor, we believe in you. Good, you're going to keep believing in me. Amen. There's not a fiber, there's not an ounce, there's not, there's not a thread in my body that ever thinks about adultery or, or committing a wrong misstep where that's concerned, but I'll never open the door. Right. Amen. See, it's the fear of God. It's not that I'm not strong enough. It's what the Bible says. The Bible says, shun the very appearance of evil. Am I helping you with this? Something that impacted me so many years ago, it was called the Modesto Manifesto. And you may have heard of it or maybe you didn't. When Billy Graham had the meeting at at, uh, uh, Youth for Christ in uh, Modesto, California, that really launched his ministry. Uh, What's the guy's? He was a. uh, 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 a uh, media mogul, uh, was it uh, Hearst? Uh, William Randolph Hearst, is that it? And, and he owned all these papers, and, and he got really touched by Billy Graham's ministry, and, and he sent a two-word par- uh, paragraph in a telegram to all of his papers, and it just said, Puff Graham, and that meant build him up, give him headline, and so, favor of God. And, and people were getting saved. Him and, him and George Beverly Shea and uh, Cliff... Um, I forgot Cliff's, somebody said it, Barrows, and, and one other guy, they brought out what they called the Modesto Manifesto, 
And in the Modesto Manifesto were two things. That they would never ride in a car alone with a woman that wasn't their wife. They would never dine alone with a woman that wasn't their wife. They would never be in proximity in an office with a woman that wasn't their wife. And there was never a hint of immorality in that ministry. People say, why'd they go that far? The fear of God. If God has given you everything, where's his honor? If I say this is God's ministry, how can I live out of the flesh in this ministry? Mm, Hallelujah. Did you find Proverbs 16, 6? I didn't. But I'm fast. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. Now notice two things here. Iniquity is not purged by mercy. Iniquity is not purged by truth. It takes mercy and truth. You got to have mercy. Because at his core, God's merciful. But the truth is some of what I'm saying today. You need mercy, but you got to have truth. Truth are those elements that can be a little hard. But you need it. That's right. That's why the Bible tells us in Ephesians 6, what are we supposed to do? Speak the truth in love. Mercy. I'm speaking the truth because I love you. And I'm doing it mercifully. Right? That's, that's what we're saying. And, and what, what's the result of that? Iniquity's purged. Now, when you think of purging something, what does that carry the idea of? Washing it out. Flushing it out. Right. If, if you purge a vac system, right, or, or a radiator system on your car, you flush it out. Right. How, how does that happen for people? By mercy and truth. Amen. By mercy and truth. But then notice the next part. And by the fear of the Lord... Men depart from evil. Amen. You fear God, you depart evil. Job said that in the book of Job 28. He said the wisdom of God is to fear God and to depart from evil. I'll close with this. When you study the, 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 the book of Job, Job had a conscientious relationship with God. He knew God by what others had said and by what he could see in nature. But here's the thing to see. Job had this respect for God. When his wife came and he's sitting on the ash heap of his life and he's scraping those boils with a pot shirt, a broken piece of pot, and his wife comes out and she essentially says, you've lost everything, our family is dead, Our our lives are ruined, and here you're here still honoring God. Why don't you curse God and die. And then she said, do you still retain your integrity? Integrity where? Integrity between him and God. And Job, who didn't know God the way we know God, made a statement. He said, you talk like a foolish woman. He said, are we supposed to receive good at his hand? And then when we get evil, curse him. He said, I won't do it. I won't do it. 
And it says, the very next verse says, and in all this, Job never charged God foolishly. You see what I'm saying? What was that? The fear of God. Respect for God. Look at all he's done for me. Look at how good he's been to me. And now I'm going through a hard time and I'm going to fall apart. God saved you. God filled you with the Holy Ghost. God delivered you. God forgave you. And when you go through a hard time, you don't ever entertain the thought of walking away from God or backsliding on God or going away from God. God is not your problem. You know God's not your problem. God is your Savior. Don't ever entertain. It is dishonorable to entertain a thought of walking away from the person that gave you your life. It's dishonorable. It's disrespectful to God. I don't care what happens in your life. We have had so much good teaching that evil is stealing, killing, and destroying. That comes from the devil. We know that. If you're going through a challenge in your life today, don't you ever question that it's God. Or why is God allowing this? Or is God doing this? God's not doing it. You know God's not doing it. Respect God enough not to blame Him for what the devil's doing. That's the fear of God. Your life is where it's at because of Him. There, there are people in here, you should be dead. You should not be alive today. We should have had your funeral years ago. But here you are because of the mercy of God. Don't, don't ever play with that. Don't ever play with that. There's not, there's not a day, there's not a day that goes by that I don't remember where God brought me from. I don't have to be where I'm at. I was a wreck. My life was a wreck. People had given up on me. People had written me off. People said it's over. People said there's no way it can, he can never recover. But I stand before you today not only having been forgiven, but having recovered all, walking in restoration and recompense with God as the total source of my supply and a love for Him like I've never had before in my life. Because as you honor God and respect God, your love for Him grows. Don't ever walk away from Him. Hallelujah. Don't ever walk away from Him. Let's stand up today, shall we? I pray you receive something from that.